Hello and welcome back to Yay Basketball, the basketball game show. Monday, August 8th, 2022, recording live from the Yay studio. I am your host and producer, Michael Padilla. Along with me today, I have one Bob Aldrit. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. <laughs> I have one Justin Moore. How we doing? And our resident statistician and historian, Trey Dishner. Hello, hello. Happy Monday. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, everyone. Uh, as always, be sure to subscribe, rate five stars, share with friends, and uh, follow us at yay underscore basketball on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Add me on the ground. Last week, we played What Did He Say, NBA Match Game, and paid tribute to NBA legend Bill Russell after his passing. Uh, it was a great episode, so be sure to check that one out if you have not already. All right, well, another great episode uh, in store for you today. So let's just get started with everyone's favorite game. What did he huh? say? That is right. It is what did he say? The rules for this game are very simple. I will play an audio clip of an NBA personality, player, coach, or analyst. It will be your job, Justin and Bob, to work as a team to guess who or what that person is talking about. Each correct guess is worth 100 points. In the event of an incorrect guess, Trey and I will receive the 100 points. Three clips today. Are you ready to get started? No. Yes. <laughs> 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 Tie goes to the runner. Uh, <laughs> who is Chris Broussard talking about in this clip? Yeah, I mean, look, he has until June 30th, all right? So he doesn't have to do it today. If he does, fine. I know he's not trying to move on, at least not anytime soon. So, yeah, he could sign it. But why not wait? You got time. See how the season goes. He can maintain the leverage you're talking about by just waiting. Who is Chris Broussard talking about in that clip? Well, you know, the person being talked about the most right now is Kevin Durant. Sure. But he doesn't have to sign anything. No. No. So the next big person people are talking about. Tell me. I would believe it plays in Los Angeles. Oh. You, and uh, topic you, of first things first every day. Are you talking about a certain small forward? Yeah. Not oh. so not so small forward. <laughs> Uh, big guy, LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James. Yeah, about his extension that he shouldn't sign. Right. Um, but yeah, that's who I would assume. Do you think so? No, I. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> who it is. <laughs> Locking uh, in LeBron. We are. Let's we lock are. it. I mean, I, I know this that LeBron wants to be a Laker. Yep. That is correct. Of course, he's talking about LeBron James and his extension eligibility. Just real quick, boys. Uh, do you think he should extend uh, and give up the leverage that Chris Broussard was talking about, Justin? Not at all. I'm not like I think what you do is you say, "Hey, I'll sign that extension as soon as you move Russell Westbrook. Like figure it out." Trade away your draft picks with Russell Westbrook to get him out of here, bring us in any kind of pieces or just really just get rid of him. Once they figure that out, then I'll sign. But okay. until then, no. Bob? The counterpoint to that would only be, hey, we can sign this if we go into a way of, uh, hey, let's uh, let's make sure that we end up with, oh, gee, I don't know, a, uh, a certain draft pick in the next two years that would possibly end up with my you son think, playing on my team. Oh, okay. I was going to say that would be the uh, that was the only draft pick that I think could make sense. But I was going to say he, there's no way he's 
leveraging for draft picks no, now. No, 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 he no, needs no. players. Yeah, and that's the thing with LeBron. I think now he's later into his career. He doesn't really care about who he plays with. He just wants to play with, uh, with Bronny Jr. Trey, do you think uh, LeBron should resign? Uh, I don't I don't think he should. I think he does want to play with Bronny, like he said. Um, I don't think that that's in L.A. So, uh, yeah, I do not think that he resigns. I don't think he no. resigns, and I don't think he should resign. No. Uh, if if nothing else, stick to a one to one. If they make some miracle move and make something happen, go ahead. Yeah. Otherwise, do not resign with the no. with the Lakers. No. All right. Uh, good job. One hundred points to you. I kind of had to give that one to you just so that Appreciate we could talk about the LeBron extension. So a good job. One hundred points to you. On to question two now. Who is speaking in this clip? How how different your life is now that you're playing on the East Coast oh. as it is oh, than yeah. when you're playing on the West Coast. Oh, I mean, everything across the board. Like, you know, like me being in L.A. for four years, those West Coast trips are long. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to go play in Dallas, that's three hours. Absolutely. You got to play in, in New Orleans, that's four. But when you're on the East Coast, Philly, that's a 20-minute flight. New York, 40-minute flight. Go down to Charlotte, hour flight. Who is speaking in that clip, Bob? You know, this one took me a lot of time to really think about, but in reality, it's actually the Draymond Green show, and uh, he was talking to, in a lot of people's opinions, the best-dressed NBA player of all time, outside of Dennis Rodman, Who? granted. Who? <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I guess. Fair enough. I'm a little lost, but fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um <laughs> Justin, I don't know if you have anyone else you could throw in this because I know you're a Wizards guy and I know you yes. get this. Yes. So, yeah, I I believe it's Kyle Kuzma. I believe it is Kyle Kuzma. I, I was laughing because you said who's speaking in this clip and it was immediately Draymond Green. Draymond. I was like, it's yeah. Draymond. <laughs> <laughs> it's Draymond. Yeah, we know who that was. <laughs> um, also, though, I, I do think it's Kuzma, but one thing that I find really weird is like, oh, it's like a five-hour flight on this very nice jet. It's so long, arduous oh, travel. Well, oh, first stop. class. Oh no. All right. oh, no. Are we locking in, Kuzma? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, we've talked about Draymond's long intros before, but this time I wanted you to suffer right along with me. Uh, so strap in. Let's see. This next guest, um, I feel like... This was supposed to happen a long time ago, but it's finally happening. I'm excited about it. You know, I'm from Saginaw, Michigan, as most of you may know. And Saginaw happens to neighbor a city that goes by the name of Flint. Now, we're not directly next to each other, but we're close enough. And this next guest hails from Flint, Michigan. Got that Flint Saginaw connection is different, and you only we're understand now oh, if not. you're from there. Nonetheless, Two as you know, we got high standards on this Two show, and this man is definitely up. a champion. Welcome, Kyle Kuzma, to the show. What's up, my brother? Hey. Appreciate the generous Yo, hey. introduction. Yep. That. Like, yes. Okay. So first of all, good job. Second, that's 41 seconds of Draymond Green introducing Kyle Kuzma. By talking about himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. For real, though. We Michigan now. The longest you know, I'm from a city. We in Minnesota now. He's from a city, and we're neighbors, but, like, we're not next to each other, but there's a couple cities in between us. Uh, We've met. Yeah. He, he knows what basketball is. I know what basketball is. I mean, technically, yeah, there's yeah. a peninsula in the state. I don't know. Uh, yeah, 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 of course. That's right. After a 40 Two second <laughs> intro. It's Kyle Kuzma talking about Man. the differences in playing in the East instead of the West. So yes, yes, unfortunately so. 
Good job. You got it right. 200 points to you guys so far. All right, on to question three now. Who is Kendrick Perkins talking about in this clip? They won this offseason, and I don't even think it's close. When you talk about the most important position in the NBA, the wing position, they are loaded with them. Who is speaking in that clip? Justin. Okay. So... And if you'll notice, sorry, just real quick, if you notice, Kendrick did do his best Justin Moore impression by saying, and I don't even think it's Uh, close. Not even close. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I probably disagree with who he's going to be talking about because, I mean, the biggest, you know, moves we saw were like in Minnesota for Rudy. Like, that's the biggest move. But they don't have wings like that. Do you know who does have wings like that? Are you going to say the Bulls? No. No. Are they in the West? Yes. Oh, I think he's talking about the John Wall move for the Clippers, and they've got wings for days. Kendrick Perkins. Who does he talk about? (laughs) (laughs) He talks about everybody. He does talk a lot about a lot of people. But he often gravitates towards teams that he played against, and a lot of the times he really cared about playing against California teams, Lakers, Clippers, for mm-hmm. examples and stuff. While uh, the Lakers didn't make too much of a wing difference, they kind of went more youth versus position. Mm-hmm. I can see the Clipper argument, and I do believe John Wall is a huge addition, but hasn't that been enough time in between now versus when it actually happened? Yeah, we're in that dead zone of the sports world where they're just trying to come up with content, too. So I could see them revisiting. Can I hear it one more time? You can hear it one more time. They won this offseason, and I don't even think it's close. When you talk about the most important position in the NBA, the wing position, they are loaded with them. Hmm. (sighs) There is a team that you guys haven't mentioned. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are calling the winners of the offseason. Um, are you calling it the Atlanta Hawks? I would think Bo- I would think uh, George or sorry Bob. Whoops. I would think uh, Bob would be uh, <laughs> George Savides. Yeah, shout to George. <laughs> I would think uh, Bob would be uh, especially attuned to this team. I mean, attuned to the Celtics. We've had like nine the- different favorite teams. Really, it's like half the because I've really made it clear it's just the Celtics <laughs> or the Warriors. So. Uh, I don't. Teams. I'll defer to you on it. It could. It could be anybody. But the Celtics have made a couple of big moves too. So, and they got wings. Dejounte moved his way into Atlanta. Okay, mm-hmm. last week. Hey, yes, I was very high on the Hawks. Still am. Okay, that team. I is hear you. Very legit. Um, the Celtics. Look, they brought in Brogdon, but at the same time, the Warriors. They also brought, brought in, in Gallinari. Oh. So that's interesting. Now that I hear the Boston name in my head, yeah. I think that one. And Michael Green, uh, yes, Michael Ooh. Green. Yeah, Michael Green is that now with the Warriors, veteran power forward. So he's not Jim Michael Green. Jim Michael mm-hmm. Green. Thank oh, you. <laughs> I was gonna say I know it's that. Michael Green. I was like, I know as a Michael, I, I keep track right. of other Michaels. Um, <laughs> I was like, I know that's not. Yeah, right. I think I think Celtics are a good choice. And of course, K. Perk would be talking about Celtics, right? Of course he would. Wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? Unless locking in the Celtics. Yes. Locking in the Celtics. Let's see. But when you look at the Los Angeles Clippers, nope. 
That's what we call a classic gotcha. Uh, yeah, no, it was the Clippers. You were dead on until I said, what about the Celtics? Sorry, guys. I, ha- I can't let you go three for three. Trey and I need these points so bad. I even messed up and, like, read that wrong and was like, is that team in the West? <laughs> you said the Bulls, and I looked down. I'm like, wait, why did I say that? Yeah, that's right. It's uh, talk. It's uh, he's talking about the uh, Los Angeles Clippers and their wealth of wing talent with bringing back Kawhi, Paul George, Covington, Batum, Reggie Jackson, John Wall. Uh, we've touched on the Clippers briefly before. Uh, Justin, what do you expect for the Clippers this season? I expect them to obviously we're going to assume health, right? I expect them in, to in be hopes, in, sure. in the Western Conference Finals. Wow, Bob. Um, they're going to be second in the Pacific Division um, behind. The Warriors, Warriors, naturally. Uh, Lakers will probably take fourth. Wow, behind? The Suns. So clearly we have Warriors, then Clippers, then Suns, then Are they in the same division? Yeah, that's specific. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And legitimately, they'll... uh, That... Man, to play into the Western Conference Finals is going to be intense. The whole West is going to be crazy. It's going to be... Absurd. So they so seeding wise in the West, where do they make it? The Clippers. Yes. Wow. Watch them honestly make it very far, even still being the fifth seed. Okay. Trey, I know you're high I, on the Clips. I, I see them being first in the Pacific Division. Whoa. Um, I see them jumping up to 50 wins this season. Wow. That's eight more wins, and they had. This last year at Damn, 42. son, where'd you find this? I got I got crap for the Atlanta, you know, third pick, but damn. Check the new absurd. projections, man. They actually have them winning 52. If oh, because water. they have Paul George. <laughs> Kawhi's Maybe back. that yeah. John Wall signing. But no, the John that forward, all those forwards they have. I mean, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, uh, Robert Covington. Uh, They've Marcus got guys. Morris. Yeah, they're, they're deep. They're I deep. think Kawhi's worth eight wins. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I think, the, I think, back, yeah. at least where they, I think they, I, hit, I think they hit the, the 50, the, the 50 make, makes sense. I, but I also think that, I mean, I guess they can't all hit 50 wins. So they will definitely yeah. hit 50 wins. No. Yeah. Save this. Save this. He mm-hmm. says, right. okay, okay. You, you seeing this, we'll talk to you in April. Um, uh, if I had to choose a seating for him, I'd go five just to be safe. Uh, but that's just because I think, they haven't had the time to develop in the way other teams have. They haven't had the time to mesh and grow together as a unit in the way True. other teams have. So I think the Clippers could make a run in the playoffs. Uh, in terms of a seed, yeah, I go number five just to be safe. So, and that's with health. That is with health. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, uh, of course, health Everything. withstanding. Yes, yeah, everybody, everybody's saying healthy. Finals. Let's hope. Okay, uh, hard to hear first. We got a point. We got 100 points. Let's 100 of them. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, on to question four now. Who is Kyle Kuzma talking about in this clip? Like, he was just so he was just so smart, man, about just everything, putting you on game, just of, of, of things you wouldn't even think of, like the attention to detail that he had in basketball. He had in life. He had it in business. He had it in relationships. And that's what I want for my life. Who is Kyle Kuzma talking about in that clip? Dog. It's LeBron. Uh, I I would love for it to be LeBron. He said in business <laughs> and in mm. life, someone who is an entrepreneur, like that's what came to mind first. And someone who played with LeBron. For sure. So who else would, who else is he talking the about? The way he's speaking, he was in this, he was in this as an posthumously talking. What, what Is that word? Uh, about oh, uh, that. Kobe <laughs> no, Bryant. No, no. 
his attention to oh. detail in basketball. Oh, cute little talk, call little, in there. Yeah, I see it. little call in there. Uh, I would say Kobe just because I, he's a big Kobe guy. And that would be something that I, I think Draymond would touch on because uh, he wants to talk about everything. So, yeah, I think Kobe. Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, I think we'd go with it. You know, you went with mine last time, which was a mistake, obviously. But, uh. Lock it in, Kobe? Lock it in, Kobe. Yep. You know, just having that relationship with Kobe, it was, man, it was everything. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Ugh, it is Kyle Kuzma talking about Kobe Bryant, the late, great Kobe Bryant, and the, the work ethic that he inspired within Kuzma early in his career. Good job. So 300 points to 100 points for you. That's not what we need. Trey, nope. We need more than that. Oh, but yeah. That's all right. We'll, uh, maybe next. We, time. We, we got another yeah. chance here. I think uh, if we get them in this in this last game, so we'll see. Okay. All right, now uh, that was. What did he say? Good job, good job, good job. Yes, yes, yes. That was what did he say? And we are just zooming along here. So with that, uh, our next segment for the week is speed takes. <laughs> Well, everyone, you can scratch off unnecessary social media beef off your NBA offseason bingo cards. Over the weekend, Hawks all-star guard DeJounte Murray got into it in, uh, on social media with Orlando rookie Paolo Bancaro over a matchup in a pro-am game. Murray was seen telling the crowd, this who y'all came to see? This is a man's league. He's a little boy. Bancaro then took to IG, claiming that Murray unfollowed him, saying, it must be personal. Be sure you guard up next time and stop sending doubles. To which Murray responded on IG, you tried to flex that number one pick shit on me when I've been rooting for you since you was a kid. You changed from the humble kid you always was. You made it and changed, and I lost all respect. Justin, thoughts on this beef? I, 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 at least it's something to talk about, I guess, because we're in that, t- <laughs> that time of the league. That's like, fair. Yeah, but he, I will say, I saw some of the highlights, and DeJounte murdered him. Like, it sh- made him look bad. Uh, Bob? I love the fact that DeJounte Murray is not playing for the Spurs anymore. We are actually getting a real personality out of someone who doesn't play for the Spurs. Thank God, because he is someone who is killing it, okay? And agreement number two, never take anything personally. Paolo, take nothing personally, my man. He is literally just wrecking you. So I love that. Trey. DeJounte, first thing, Justin, uh, Paolo scored 40 points on DeJounte that that yeah. day, and they were double teaming them the whole time. Like crazy. That one play where he threw it off the backboard and dunked it. Got him yeah, off the I fake pass. Yeah. DeJounte Murray, they're both from Seattle. DeJounte Murray's just getting light, just was an all-star. He sees this young guy coming in, was a number one pick. He kind of has to humble him, let him know, hey, it's the big man's league. You're still a baby. You got to prove yourself before you're coming in here acting like the big shot. So I just think it's kind of like, I don't think it's nothing personal. I think it's more just kind of letting him know, hey, I'm the I'm the guy out of Seattle. Yeah, I'm an all-star. Yeah, Yeah. prove it. Make an all-star team. Make an all-NBA. Then you can talk. Yeah, it it does make sense that DeJounte is saying those kinds of things. However, it is mighty peculiar that a guy in the NBA who just made an all-star team for the first time a week ago was bouncing the basketball off of guys' heads. And by the way, did it again yesterday. Guy goes up for a lay- I'm not sure if you guys saw this clip. Guy goes up for a layup, misses the layup, ends up on the floor. DeJounte gets the rebound, 
feet away from this dude, oh, takes a step towards the guy and bounces it off his head and then takes it the other way. That's ridiculous. Keep in mind, this is not a Drew League game. This is not a Rucker Park game. This is like a Pro-Am game with like maybe 50 people in attendance. And DeJounte wants to talk about humbleness? For a guy that has come from the background that he has, I think it's mighty... I think, honestly, the best adjective I can come up with it is odd and peculiar. It's very strange to me very that a guy from his background is now talking about being humble when, yep. due to an injury, he lucked his way into an all-star appearance. Uh, not saying it wasn't earned, but now he's got the crown. I don't necessarily think that's this fair. This is what happens with post-Spurs players. We see the personality. We see who in a way, who they really are. And I love that. Are they in the same division? The Hawks and the Magic? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Southeast, they're gonna, right? They're going yeah, to they're they're play each other Oof, That'll be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Despite an offseason that has offered players receiving offers and being offloaded, there are still some sex- sexy studs yet to sign. <laughs> no. Names like LaMarcus Aldrich, Carmelo Anthony, Montrez Harrell, and Dennis Schroeder. Hey, Justin. Which of those cats receives the call to collect their cash? I mean, all of them. LaMarcus, uh, Carmelo, Montrez, Dennis Schroeder. Who's going to get the call uh, first? The call first? Probably Dennis. I think just because more players, no more teams need guards than they need. Definitely not LaMarcus Aldridge. But you uh, bring in Carmelo Anthony, I think, at the end towards, you know, the trade deadline. Kind of later on in the season. That's when you bring him in. Bob? Montrez, Harrell. Uh, it's a simple equation of veteran versus non-veteran. Dennis Schroeder, yes, he's been in the league for a decent amount of time, but Montrose Harrell has been there longer. He understands the teams. He understands divisions. He understands matchups. I think it's actually very disrespectful, the fact that he's not already signed. Well, I'm going to just jump for you real quick, Trey. Okay. Montrose Harrell is going to be in prison. <laughs> he is going to be in jail the whole time. Go ahead, Trey. I'm going Carmelo Anthony. I'm going with the vet. Uh, last year, you know, still averaging 13 points, shooting 44% from the field. Uh, just having that vet in the locker room or around younger players is huge. Um, I I don't see why you don't. If it's not Carmelo, then it's Montrez. So yeah. Okay. We see how we stand on those boys. Yeah, I guess. Good job. Okay. Well, this was initially a lot shorter here, but number three, after a long and drawn out process, Kevin Durant's desire to get dealt has fallen on deaf ears. After a month of rumors, the Reaper remains at Barclays in Brooklyn with a new story telling the tale of teams tiffed with the Nets need for new talent. Going so far as to say that most franchises won't fight for the forward because of the financial toll. <laughs> well done. <laughs> However, today, in a meeting with Nets owner Joe Sy, KD told Joe to either trade him or fire Steve Nash. With teams saying no way to BK, is KD stuck with Kyrie and Steve? <laughs> Bob. Thank you for bringing this up. Also, wow, are you Henry David Thoreau? It's like, me. That's absurd. Michael. Go ahead. Uh, absolutely. Uh, let's be honest. I want to stick with what I said last week with players being able to, okay, exercise a business side of who they want to be, okay? And if they demand something or they want to be who they want to be or do what they want to do or be traded immediately, they should. But in reality, when you're drawing a line in the sand between you or the coach, 
take a step back. Like, legitimately, who's in charge here? And if you're going straight to the top about it, it's very, very difficult for the Nets to actually make a decision about this because more often than not, uh, they will probably side with Steve Nash. Justin? If they side with Steve Nash, then Josiah should have to sell the team tomorrow because you don't side with Steve Nash, the unproven head coach, over Kevin Durant, the nuclear weapon on a basketball court when you're trying to win basketball games. So if, if you have the option to keep Kevin Durant now and he gives you that open, you take that versus him demanding to leave. You know what I mean, Trey? I am with Justin on that. Um, you definitely side with Kevin Durant. Although, Joe Sy, I just saw a report that Joe Sy just came out and said that he does. Um, he's in support of the organization and Steve Nash. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, but like you said, you put all your money. You put all your be- you put all your money on Kevin Durant. Yeah, you don't you don't make him mad. That's who you brought him there. He's pretty. He's the best player at it on your team. Yeah, you, out of Kyrie and all them, you keep him. But Very rarely do coaches win championships. You're right, especially yeah. second or third year coaches. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, third year coach in this instance uh, win a championship. Uh, Steve Nash was a brilliant player. He is not a brilliant coach. It's his first coaching job, right? Yes, he. it's his first coaching job, and he's not Steve Kerr. No. And Steve Kerr lucked into a roster the way that oh. Steve Nash probably thought that he was going to and didn't. Shout out to Mark Jackson. Yeah, thanks Shout to, to Mark Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, of course, development, but let's just be real. Steve Nash came into a situation that he thought was going to be the Mark Jackson, or sorry, the Steve Kerr role as Kenny Atkinson was to his Mark Jackson. He thought the development was there, the players were there, the roster was there. I get to walk in, just kind of hang out, be one of the best players of all time, and leave with rings. Well, the Nets have made that very clear that it's not that simple. So uh, after the way he kind of put the gauntlet down, I... I hope he gets traded. I hope the Nets make a statement and go, nah, you're not, you're not. I I, I always, you know, of course, if you want to win a championship, you got to keep KD. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't think they do, even if he's there, both there. It, it's so tumultuous. It's so crazy at this point. You got to get rid of them. You got to get rid of both of them in my mind. Blow yeah, it up. Get what start from scratch. You did it. If, you did it. What less than ten years ago? And look where you are again. Yep. It can happen all over again. Just you have to do it right this time. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna take you another ten years to be relevant. Well, yeah, they did it three years ago, expecting something much sooner, and it's like, no, that's not the way that it goes. And at the end of the day, organizations always stick with organizations. It's a business. They will trade the player before they trade or sell the team. Period. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Of course. 100%. Okay. All right. Last one here. Uh, it's been over a year since Zion Williamson was making waves in the way of games. But with his return right around the corner, the Pels feel fresh and ready to fight in the West. What do you expect from the fourth year forward? And is his comeback enough to push the Pels to the playoffs, Justin? Um, I expect him to probably go back to what he was doing uh, pre, you know, injury and uh, let's call it a uh, uh, generous weight gain. Um, <laughs> but I think he's going to go back to scoring great, being a huge impact player. I think you're going to see him do that. And I think he pushes them I mean, into the playoff, I guess, maybe a play-in team just because the West is so heavy with teams. But 
Because at a certain point in time, if you had to nail down the eight teams that are going to be in the playoffs, you don't know who they're going to do that with. But in, I, think, I think they get the play-in. For in sure. the West, of course, it's tough. But hold on. They made the play-in and gave the West the number one seed in the West last year mm-hmm. a run for their money to six games yeah. without Zion. Yes. Now you're saying they're going to be fighting for a Western Conference Play-in spot? spot? Yes, because I have to I have to assume the Clippers are going to be there. They weren't there last year. That's true. Like, they weren't as very great. I also have to say the Lakers are going to right the ship a little bit, and they're going to be okay. So, like, if I, do, if I say those two teams are really going to be there, it's still going to be hard to get into the play-in and then win all the games to be in a playoff team. Bob? Uh, you missed the Nuggets there. I mean, Murray's going to be back. He's going to be absolutely oh, better. Yeah. Like, it's – the Pelicans are to the point where – Yes, we talk about Brandon Ingram quite a bit. When is Brandon Ingram going to wake up? You know what I mean? Like, he's been good. He's been great. But is it to the point where he can go past a playing game, past a first playoff? Is that something that we can expect with Zion is the real question. No, I'll answer that question. I'll answer that question this year. Yeah. Because... No matter whatever happens with Zion, I mean, unless he just completely tanks, unless he completely becomes a bust, which I don't think we com- expect him to be a complete bust in like yeah. Anthony Bennett's, uh, you know, uh, yes. Adam Morrison terms, eyes will always be on Zion. If Brandon Ingram is your second best player on on a team, real quick, Trey, how old is Brandon Ingram? He will Brandon be the second Ingram. highest paid. Keep in mind, Zion signed that deal. For what, $256 million, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he it's got an extension. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, Brandon Ingram is still young. He is 24. He's 24 years old. 24 years old. It's, it's Giannis won his first MVP at 24. And yeah. I'm not saying he's Giannis, but I'm saying, if he's the second best player on your team... Or you think he's the third best player on the team? Oh, behind yeah, no, CJ? I think, it's, I think the hierarchy of that team's going to go Zion. CJ. CJ's Zion. the best player on the team. I, really? Is it based on yes. money or he's skill? Not, he's not the best player. Brandon Ingram is the best scorer on that team. Well, we have to see how it all shakes yeah. out. 22, 5, and 5. Yeah, not, I, mean, I just feel like CJ's the leader of that team, obviously. He's the, the old veteran in the room. He's going to lead the team, and it's going to be great. I don't, also, I don't, we forget CJ can score a lot. The no. Pelicans are wildly controversial right now, honestly. The C- like, this the, is hot. The Pelicans have a lot going for them. They mm-hmm. really They're do. Scary. They're okay, scary for sure. Okay, boys. Uh, good job. Uh, that was speed takes. We got to get going here with uh, two truths and a lie, which is our game of the week. Ooh. I'm not lying. He's not lying. I'm not lying. All right, boys, this is how this game works. I will make three statements about an NBA player, team, season, or event. Uh, It will be your job to work as a team and determine which of these three statements is a lie that I made up and which two statements are true. 100 points to each correct guess, 100 points to Trey and I for each incorrect guess. Are you guys ready? I'm excited. Always. Not only ready, but excited. Okay. Mm. Number one. Well, okay. There it is. Here it is. We're going to do oh, the sound hey. instead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why we're going this way, but we're going this way. Whoa. All right. Number one. Robert Parrish is the all-time leader in games played. Mark Jackson is sixth all-time in assists. Moses Malone is tenth all-time in career points. Okay. All right. Real quick, Moses Malone, 10th all-time in points, kind of makes sense. Mm, does it? 
Mark Jackson being where he has an assist. It's sixth, right? Six yep. and assist. Yep. That makes sense. Really? I'm okay with that. That makes sense. That makes more sense than Robert Parrish having played the most games in league history. Because I, I just don't see him have, has, have played 20 years. Right. So I'm going to go with that's the lie in my head. That is a big stat. Robert Parrish most played games. That's true. Okay, so I do not think that is quite true. Um, Jack's at six and assist. Okay, fine. Yeah, and, and then tenth. Uh, what was it? Moses Malone. Moses Malone. Tenth all time in career points. See, and that's what really actually kind of caught my eye. Moses so, played for a long time, but he actually he probably played in the ABA. So oh, true. So maybe he doesn't have the career points. So maybe it's Moses. Mm, I'm going to need an answer. I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning A. A, B, C, I'm kind of leaning A. Here. The Parish? Yeah. Parish. Yep, let's go Parish then. Robert Parish, final answer? Yeah, final answer. Nope. That nope. is incorrect. Robert Parish is the all-time leader in games played. Moses Malone is 10th all-time in career Jesus. points. And Mark Jackson is not 6th all-time in assists. Oh, he's 7th. 5th all-time in assists. One behind Nash. One, oh, by one assist, assist behind one assist. Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. Two-time MVP. 1,334 he has, 1,335 Nash has. Great insight there, Trey. All right, question two now. Crazy. When he was drafted, Muggsy Bogues was declared the shortest player in NBA history. When he was drafted, Taco Fall was declared the third tallest player in NBA history. And although he went undrafted, Simbular was declared the heaviest player in NBA history. <laughs> okay. All right. But how much did he weigh? I believe it was 346. Would you double check that for me, Trey? Oh, Just well, Google Simbular draft weight. Um, Imagine weighing that. Oh, that's a lot. God. He's a tall guy. He was like 7'4". Um, how tall is Taco? 7'7". Seven, seven. Thank you. Third tallest? 360 pounds. Sorry, I was off by about 20 pounds. <laughs> um, I I got to go with Muggsy, third? I think. Really? Do you think? Uh, actually, no, I I, actually, I agree with you. Because Muggsy... Was he taller than Spud? There were other people drafted that were taller than him, but only by like an inch. And this is the kind of question that, he, <laughs> that Michael would get us on mm-hmm. with this. He knows I love Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, boy. I love Muggsy. That's, I think Muggsy's the lie. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm going to lock that in. Locking in number one? Yes. Muggsy. That is nope. incorrect. On. No. Muggsy Bogues, when he was drafted, was the shortest player in NBA history. Uh, and Symbolar was uh, undrafted, but he was the heaviest? the heaviest. He is still, as recorded, the heaviest player in NBA history. Fat. What you missed there was that Taco Fall was not drafted. Oh, got him. Bitch. Oh, my he God. He was not drafted, but he was the third tallest player in NBA history. <sighs> I'm, I'm going to question that one, but I'm going to leave it alone. There's no right. question. Look, that's the way it was. Let's thought, reel it back. All right. We got this, yeah. okay? What did I say? When he was drafted. Uh-huh. Yes, correct. Sorry you weren't paying attention. That's well, not my fault. No, that's not what I'm getting at here, but I got you. I'm, yeah, I'm okay. Because cool. Muggsy Bogues was the smallest player, but yeah, I, just, I, I accept he got okay. you on it's that. It's fine. That's okay. No. That's okay. It's a different of it's a You don't of have to or... like it. Okay. Like, is the next one going to be like, well, I spelled his name wrong, and you can't read it, so <laughs> it was actually the lie. Here we go. Last season, Desmond Bain 
became the first player to shoot higher than 43% from three on more than 100 attempts in his second year in the league. Last season, Steph Curry became the all-time leader in three-pointers made when he surpassed Ray Allen's record of 2,973 career-made threes set in 2011. And lastly, Dwight Howard was the last player to record a 30 and 30 game when he recorded 32 points and 30 rebounds in 2018 against the Nets. God, I'm over it. He loves I'm, I'm this already game. so mad you know because cause it's gonna be like it's gonna be like oh no, it was actually in 2013. 20, 20, it wasn't so like that's not the fun part of this game it's anymore. Not, it's not the stuff one. Hmm? It's not the stuff. I know, but it's gonna. Be, you know what? I know what it is. It's the Dwight one. It's the Dwight one. Yeah, I'm that's going with Dwight too. Howard. Yeah, we Dwight, both believe that. Yeah. Dwight, final answer. Gonna, it's gonna be nope. Nope. No, it's gonna be nope. It's gonna be Ray Allen. But yeah. I, I'll say Dwight. Yeah, we're saying Dwight. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yep. Oh my! But it's Ray God. Allen. No, it's not Dwight. It's not Ray Allen. Uh, I completely made the Desmond Bain thing up. Okay, you should. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be mad at me for it. I, I just can't. completely manufactured that. That's okay. I knew that if I included enough facts. In that, in those last couple, because would, you knew you were going to deceive us in the first one, something with not so a real lie, absurd like Desmond Bain. The fir- you said the first one when I said not a real lie. Mark Jackson is fifth all time. No, 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 I said sixth all time. No, the one you talking about the sorry, second one. The one before, yes. Yeah, oh, sorry, when I misled you. Yes, which is nearly what this game but is about. Real quick, the let's listen to the intro news. again. The let's just listen to the intro true. again. I'm not lying. He's not lying. He's lying. <laughs> I am lying. I was lying. When he was drafted, Taco Bell. It doesn't matter how you feel. You were wrong. Yeah, whatever. Give him the hundred. No, I already gave yeah, yeah. you your points. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not going to give you my part. We got the points. Yeah, yeah I, I, I give you the points. All you right. Now. Well, now that we have all those points, uh, you're probably wondering what we do with them. And to you, I say we gamble them away in props to you. This episode of Props to You sees Bob. Finally in first place with 4,780 points. It does see Michael in second place after winning his bet last week. 2,760 points. I am in third place with 1,370 points. And Trey, you did lose last week and you did bet them all. But that makes your last place. But you do have 400 big ones. 400 big ones. You have chosen to take the Lynx over the Storm this week. What are we doing with all your points? Man, I got to jump ahead. So I'm... Well, I don't know if I'm going to jump ahead. So we're going to go. I was going to let, let you talk the game. Yeah. Yeah, all in, all in, all in. Okay. Nice. Now I, uh, being in third, am going to have my 1370. I have the Mystics over the Fever, and I'm going to put it all on the line here. Wow, that's what I'm going to do. Now, Michael, you're in second place. You need a lot of work. You need about 2,000 points to get back up in first. So you got the. Mercury over the wings. The I do have the Schmercury. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you this. Uh, I'm not a stranger to losing. Mm-hmm. So if I lose another Ooh. one, oh well. <laughs> oh well. Uh, so without a doubt, without hesitation, all of it. All of it. I like. On the oh, mer- wow. on the Schmercury. On the Schmercury. Now you've got the Liberty over the Dream, Bob. What are you going to do with your oh points here? Oh my gosh. You okay. do have a lot of them. Yeah. And if he Michael just, wins, he's going to jump ahead. Yeah, you just put all the... <laughs> On the board. On the yes. schmirk. Mm-hmm. On the schmirkery. We're all coming for you, Bob. 
Uh, you know, uh, you don't get to the top without uh, stepping on some fingers. So, what are you going to uh, do? How about I just go ahead and put a thousand down? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Thousand points. That's a hundred. Big money, sorry. Bob. Big money, Bob. We put a thousand points down. B &B. Big bank. We do Bob. have some good picks this week, and if you. Uh, listening, want to keep track of all of our game picks as well as chat with us uh, and hang out with us, uh, ask us questions, give us game ideas for the podcast, for the videos, the TikTok, YouTube, all of that. Hit the link in the description of this episode to join our chalkboard group chat. Uh, it's a fun and free way to support the show. Thank and you. we really do hope that you do that. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, as always, be sure to subscribe, rate five stars, share with friends, and follow us at yay underscore basketball on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And the only group. Just a reminder, we are recording live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! From the Yay Studio. Bob, what you got for the people? It's August 8th. You know it's Bob Day, so. <laughs> it is Bob Day. <laughs> I had to say it. Um, other than that, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening and supporting the podcast. And uh, as always, hug your loved ones. Yes. Justin. It's that time again, guys. Ooh. Come on. The Wizards. Jesus. Next season, Eastern Conference Finals versus the Bulls. <laughs> Which they lose, and the Bulls go to the finals, ruining my day. Damn, Thank son, you. where'd you find this? Trey. <laughs> Guys, we made it through the month of July, the most boringest month for sports. Yeah. Um, and we're 71 days away from NBA tip-offs. So. Woo! Almost there, guys. Getting there. Uh, be looking out for new stuff from us, and... Tell a friend about us. That 10 weeks? Of course, you better tell a friend. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We do appreciate it. We got to get to it. We'll see you very soon with goodies and merch. Um, Ooh. Don't forget, what? folks. Yay, basketball. <laughs>